Welcome back, friends. You are here for episode 64 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And we are kicking off today a three-week, I guess I'll call it a mini-series. We are approaching the Valentine's Day holiday, if you're listening to this in real time. And so we're going to spend the next three weeks looking at how do we build a great Christ-centered marriage. If you've listened to the podcast before, you have probably heard me mention that I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I am passionate about healthy relationships. I believe that Christians should have the best, the most fun, the most fulfilling marriages on the planet. There is no reason that we shouldn't, other than the reality that we live in the same brokenness as everybody else. The thing is, we also have the Holy Spirit living in us, fighting for us, fighting for our marriage. And I love, as a marriage therapist, sitting down with a couple and watching things change over the course of a few months or however long things take to see that that connection build, to watch healing take place. I mean, it is a powerful thing when we can stand together as husband and wife and come together as a church, as a body of believers supporting one another in our marriages. Um, Okay, now I'm getting up on my little soapbox here because I believe marriage is incredibly important. And I believe that marriage has the opportunity to bring an incredible amount of fulfillment and satisfaction to our lives. And especially when we have little kids at home, I mean, marriage is hard. We're not going to pretend that it's all fun and roses. You know, the honeymoon period does not last forever. It does take work. It does take effort on an ongoing basis. And so in this three-week mini-series, we are going to tackle the three most common marriage therapy issues that I have seen. Now, obviously, any one of these you could spend... You could probably have an entire podcast devoted to each of these topics. So we're not necessarily going to go on a deep dive into each of these, but we are going to hit on some very practical and helpful tips. So this week in episode 64, we are going to talk about physical intimacy in your marriage. Nine tips to actually enjoy and invest in and have a lot of fun in that part of your marriage. And so let me just give a little... I guess a little warning right now, if you do tend to listen to this podcast with little ears listening, maybe you're doing the dishes or folding the laundry or something like that, I'm not going to get explicit. I'm not going to be using a lot of words that you wouldn't want your kid to hear, but I will probably use the three letter S word, which you might not want your kids to overhear. So just put that out there right now in case you want to hit pause and come back at a later time. But today we're talking about physical intimacy in our marriage. In our next episode, which will air next Tuesday, we will have um, a conversation about poor communication and what are some practical tips for how we can replace that with positive, healthy uh, relationship building communication in our marriage. And then our third week, that episode will actually air February 15th, so the day after Valentine's Day, we will talk about the issue of forgiveness. These are three issues that every marriage probably struggles with at some point or another, physical intimacy, communication, and forgiveness. But they're also issues that if we 
if we don't deal with them when they come up as a potential problem, they're probably just going to get worse and worse and worse. And so it is my goal in the next three weeks, like I said, it's not a you know super deep dive into any of these, but we are going to stay practical, helpful, and encouraging. So with all of that in mind, um, let me just right now, because you might be listening to this in real time and thinking, oh, I want to talk about forgiveness today, Jessica. <laughs> so let me just right now offer a resource that we have available in each of these three areas in case you want to just hit stop right now and dive into something a little bit deeper. So if physical intimacy is not particularly a highlight of your marriage, I want to point you to the resources offered by a woman named Sheila Ray Gregoire. And I will have links for all of these in the show notes, which will be loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero six four because this is episode 64. But Sheila has several wonderful books, several digital courses to really help you go deep into the intimate part of marriage, how to make that more enjoyable, more fun for both of you. (laughs) She is a Christian. She has decades of experience blogging and speaking and teaching on this topic. And she is a wonderful resource for physical intimacy in your marriage. For communication, if you're looking for a resource to just dive right in, let me point you to my (laughs) Love Your People Well's brand new 40-day devotional on communication in marriage. We go deep into 20 scripture passages all about communication and apply them to our marriages. How do we talk as husband and wife in healthier and holier ways? And then for our third topic around forgiveness, um, really for that one, if you if you right now are knowing I struggle with that, we have a big issue in our marriage and we are just not moving past it, we're not in a place of forgiveness and it's a big problem, that is a time when professional help would be something I recommend for a marriage. Now that might be with your pastor, that might be with a paid, you know, licensed professional counselor. Um, there's a number of people who could help with that, but visit the website loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash counseling for a little bit more of my thoughts about how to find a great Christian counselor. But when forgiveness is a deep and long lasting issue in your marriage, that is the time, my friends, to reach out for help. Even if even if your husband is not willing to be a part of that, you can still get a lot of help individually that will bless and help your marriage. So I wanted to get those three resources out there right at the beginning in case one of these topics sounds particularly helpful for your marriage. But today we are going to jump into nine tips to boost the physical intimacy in your marriage. All right, friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. All right, let me start us off with my usual disclaimer. Before we get into the good stuff, my friends, I am a marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. Um, Nothing that we're going to talk about today should be taken as personal or professional advice for you, for your marriage, for your family. 
Um, and please know that I do have resources on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com. If you're looking for deeper resources or just curious for a little bit more about how to possibly start counseling, I do have several podcast episodes and resources for you um, that might help you get connected with a really great Christ-honoring therapist. But that's not what you're here for. Friends, you're not here for a disclaimer. (laughs) You're here to talk about sex. You're here to talk about how you can most enjoy the relationship that God has designed between a husband and a wife. So I'm just going to roll through nine tips that I have here. And honestly, there's probably more than nine. Um, Maybe it's more like nine categories of tips. But these are things that I have worked on with many different couples in the counseling room when intimacy has been a big issue in their marriage. Now, we do have a few episodes um, that we've done in the past about different types of intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, um, tips for improving your sex life without even going into the bedroom, kind of normal day stuff. So I will link to some of those previous episodes in the show notes, which again is loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 064. Um, You might want to go back and listen to some of those. But let's jump into these nine tips today about your sex life in your marriage, how to improve that or enjoy that or, you know, wherever you're at today to move it just a little bit forward. And the first tip that I would have for you is to schedule sex. That doesn't sound romantic, doesn't sound sexy, but put it on the calendar. It doesn't need to literally be written on your family calendar where your kids are saying, hey, mommy, what does that mean? Um, But put it in your mind, in your husband's mind, at least once in a while, you need to know, especially when life has been busy, you need to know, okay, next Tuesday, we're doing something. We're going to have some fun. We're going to light some candles, you know, however you want to do it. It is really helpful to schedule sex. And now, like I said, there's kind of multiple tips within each of these tips. Uh, I would not encourage you to always schedule sex. There is definitely value in some spontaneity and just kind of being in the moment um, and enjoying that moment. But it can be actually very um, intimacy building to know when something like this is coming. You can think about it all day or even the whole week ahead, and that can really help you get in the mood. You can think about what you want to do, what you want to say, what you want to wear. And it might be helpful if one of your big issues with following through on it is, you know, gosh, by the time we go to bed, you know, I'm exhausted or he's exhausted or somebody has to stay up late and work or, you know, something is getting in the way. You don't have to do it at the very end of your day. It might be on your calendar for next Tuesday and you know, as soon as the kids are bed, okay, sure, we usually wash the dishes and watch a show and then have a little snack and then we go to bed skip all of that, put the kids to bed and head to the bedroom. If you think that, you know, getting tired or something like that might wind up getting in the way. But that is my first tip to actually schedule time to make sure that sex is happening. And just as a little maybe bonus within this, I don't know, obviously, I don't know how frequently you and your husband are being physically intimate together. But in the world of marriage therapy, Um, A marriage is typically considered a no-sex marriage if it's happening only once a month or less. And it's kind of surprising how many couples I'll talk about that with in the counseling room and they're like, wait a minute, once a month? Like that might, might not be what we want, but that's what's realistic sometimes. And so if this is not happening for you and your husband, 
um, I mean, I'm not saying every day, I'm not even saying every week, but it's some sort of regularity that works for both of you, then that needs to be addressed. And scheduling it, putting it on the calendar can be a really helpful and simple way to make sure that you're increasing the frequency and, uh, and hopefully enjoying that. So my second tip here is to look at your budget and be willing to spend a little bit of money on something that is fun and different. Now, this might be lingerie, this might be getting a hotel room or going on a little trip together. Um, Now, that obviously does not always have to cost money. You can be creative in many different ways. But I know for a lot of couples who have kids and you're working and like money is tight, we sometimes are, are really stingy about how we spend that. And we fall short in the area of planning maybe legitimate date nights, like really going all out every once in a while and spending money on the intimacy aspect of our marriage. This might be something that you buy as a surprise for your husband or that he buys as a surprise for you, or it might be something that you plan out together. I mean, again, I think a lot of people think it's really awkward to talk about sex with their husband, but um, that can actually be an incredible part of the foreplay experience to talk about, hey, I saw a sale at that sexy store with the fun lingerie and I'm thinking I'm going to go this weekend and buy something. Honey, what do you think? That's going to be a fun conversation. (laughs) And so be willing to be a little different, have a little fun, and if needed, spend a little bit of money to invest in the physical relationship that you share with your husband. My third tip here is um, what I would typically say as uh, get your head on straight. Get your thought processes in line with enjoying the sexual relationship that God has designed for the marriage between a husband and a wife. And this would include the messages that you're telling yourself about sex. Do I enjoy it? Do I not enjoy it? Am I good at it? Am I not good at it? This would include the messages you tell yourself about your body. A lot of women are very uncomfortable with their husbands seeing them naked and actually getting to enjoy their body. And a big part of that starts with our head, our thoughts. What am I thinking about? That's going to have a lot to do with how comfortable I am in the moment, how engaged I am in the moment, um, and how much I'm actually going to enjoy the moment. And this also certainly would include your messages in your head, your thought processes about your husband, about romance. The more that we're thinking negatively, the more that we're putting ourselves down or putting him down, even if it's all inside our head, it's going to impact our enjoyment of the intimacy that we have with our husband. And so that is my third tip. Get your head on straight. I don't know what needs to happen to challenge some of those negative thoughts in your head. Um, I do know, you know, I mentioned Sheila Ray Gregoire has some great Christ-centered marriage physical intimacy books, as well as online courses. Um, And she deals a lot with what are you thinking about? What are your beliefs and your, um, your comfort level, your assumptions out of all of that that's going on in your head? How do we move that in a direction that is more fun and holy and, and purposeful and um, positive about having sex with your husband. So if this is something you struggle with, um, again, check out those links to some of the things that Sheila has to offer because they might be really helpful for helping you really enjoy this relationship with your husband. 
Tip number four, uh, touch each other during the day and think about having sex with your husband during the day. And um, now obviously you might not have time to just sit down and have a nice hot cup of tea and kind of daydream about this for 20 minutes. That might not be realistic in your day. Um, But especially for wives with little kids who are hanging on you all day, you're tired of people touching you by the end of the day. Um, Those aren't necessarily sensual, romantic, enjoyable touches. I mean, we enjoy hugging our kids and and all of that, um, but it can be physically overwhelming and exhausting by the end of the day. And, you know, if you have a job where maybe you're very physically involved at your job, you're lifting a lot of heavy boxes or you're walking all day long, sometimes our bodies are not really in the mood to do another physical activity at the end of the day. And it can be really helpful to engage our thought processes and when possible, engage our fingers, (laughs) give hugs, whatever it is to use our bodies during the day to invest in that sensual moment with your husband, even if it's really short. Um, This certainly in today's, you know, today's technology world could extend to texting each other, maybe some sexy little messages or sending pictures. Um, Definitely that's going to be something you want to talk about with your husband in advance because things like that are not necessarily always as confidential as we might think that they are. Uh, You know, my kids pick up my phone all the time and I don't want them seeing something that was intended for one specific person. And so figure out what is actually realistic and going to work best for you and your husband. But ultimately, the point of tip number four here is to touch each other, think about each other, daydream about that really amazing anniversary time that you had last year, you know, whatever it is that's true and beautiful and good about the sexual relationship you have with your husband invest time in thinking about that or um, you know, reminding each other of that during just a normal Saturday afternoon or whatever it is, it's really going to help you get in the mood and enjoy things when you do have the opportunity to be together. Tip number five, which again goes back to kind of how are you talking to each other? Have a secret sex phrase that you can say innocently in a conversation. You know, nobody else knows what this means. But you know what it means. Your husband knows what it means. And it might be something that's saying, hey, wink, wink, later today, you know, I want us to have a little alone time in the bedroom. But you're not saying it that bluntly. You couldn't say that to your husband while you're standing next to your mother-in-law and having, you know, having dinner at at your in-law's house. But you could say, uh, let me think of something just totally off the cuff, something I've heard other couples think of. Um, oh, honey, we need to buy new light bulbs. I worked with a couple once that that was their secret little sex phrase. Um, now that's probably not very common. So if someone you're hanging out with is saying, oh, honey, we need to buy light bulbs, that's probably not what they mean. (laughs) But you could pick something really silly that is a very reasonable statement, but you could say it at a crowded party. You could say it at dinner with your in-laws. You could say it in front of your children and you know what it means. Your husband knows what it means. But nobody else is ever going to think that you're actually talking about something other than light bulbs. And so secret little phrases like that can, again, like infuse a little bit of of heat and sexiness into a normal moment. Now, you're not actually going to rip each other's clothes off and enjoy that moment in the same way, but you're setting the stage for the future. 
Okay, tip number six, include visuals in your sexual relationship with your husband. Now, I am not talking about pornography. That could be, and maybe should be, a whole different conversation that we will have on this podcast. But I'm talking about visuals like um, where are mirrors placed in your bedroom, lingerie, or what you're wearing or not wearing. I'm talking about things like um, tie your hair back. You know, he might want to see your face during certain experiences that you have together. Tie your hair back. He can see your face better. Have some mood lighting. Have candles or, um, you know, romantic lamps that you turn on. Something that creates a visual atmosphere in your bedroom during those times of intimacy that's a little bit different than the times when, you know, you're just getting in bed at the end of the day and you're actually going to go to bed. You're actually going to go to sleep. Um, And this is a great place, again, to have a conversation with your husband. What does he most like about your body? What does he most like to look at? What about you? I mean, we talk a lot in our culture about how men are very visual. That's true. That doesn't mean women are not visual. So having conversation together about what you both enjoy, what you want to look at, what helps set the mood for you, and then make sure that that can at least sometimes be a part of the intimacy in your marriage. Tip number seven, and honestly, this is the one I probably have gotten the most pushback from when I've been counseling couples. So um, you can write it off if you want, just know that there's research behind it. And that tip is don't have a TV in your bedroom. Protect your bedroom time. And yes, this means you're protecting from other people. Other people are not invited into your bedroom. Now, maybe your four-year-old, they have a bad dream, they come in the bedroom. You know that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about outside people. You need to protect the space. But sometimes we don't think about the reality that we also need to protect that space from stress and busyness and distraction and complaining and work and arguing. And so... And not having a TV in your bedroom, you know, that's not necessarily going to protect you from having an argument in the bedroom, but it does go a long way to keeping the bedroom as a place for sleep and for rest and for sex. You're not going to be getting distracted by the show that you're watching together. You're not going to be staying up so late finishing that show that now all of a sudden, gosh, I just don't have the energy or the time to make love to you tonight. Not to mention the fact that not having a TV in your bedroom is going to overall reduce technology in your bedroom. And now you're less likely to be scrolling social media, less likely to be getting stressed out, checking your email, less likely to be uh, letting your brain just go into hibernation mode watching something. You can actually roll over and look at your husband. So yes, this goes beyond the actual television that may or may not be in your bedroom, um, I would include things like not not sitting in bed, spending a lot of time scrolling through your phone. I would include things like sitting in bed on your laptop, checking your email is not going to be the best way to protect that space in your bedroom. And we live in a culture that is filled with technology. Um, the more that we spend time at home and even you know teleworking, working from home, the more difficult it is for a lot of couples to protect that bedroom space. Um, Maybe the literal space. You might have to work in your bedroom. I record this podcast typically in my bedroom at my desk because that's the setup for our house. But I don't do that at night 
after the kids have gone to bed, well, that's not quite true. Every once in a while, I do have to record an episode after the kids have gone to bed while my husband does the dishes or something like that. But I'm never willing to take away time from my husband to be working in the bedroom. If I need to be doing something a little extra, I'm going to be sitting on the couch with my laptop. And so just being aware and intentional about what technology is in your bedroom, what people are allowed in your bedroom, and what emotional elements are you allowing in your bedroom? Is that a place where you stress out together, where you argue together? Stop arguing in the bedroom and argue in the kitchen, argue in the bathroom, argue in your car. That, that, oh, maybe I'll have to make that a tip for our communication episode, because actually that is something I work on with couples when they have a lot of arguments is change the location. But right now I will just say, if you currently tend to retreat to your bedroom to have an argument, figure out a different place to argue because it's really going to change the atmosphere of what you expect to happen when you're in the bedroom. And then let's see, tip number eight, have ground rules for your sexual relationship with your husband. And yes, some of those ground rules are set by the Lord. They are in scripture that there is one husband and one wife. We are not sleeping with other people. We are not daydreaming about other people. We are not watching other people. But I'm thinking about ground rules that go even beyond that because every couple is different. Everyone has their own baggage from the past. Everyone has different things going on in their life today. And you want to make sure both of you are comfortable with everything that happens sexually in your marriage. So, I mean, I've already talked a little bit about um, how you, you might use visuals to enjoy the intimate relationship, that time together in the bedroom. But that needs to be something you're both comfortable with. If you, you know, maybe have some thinking issues about your body, you're uncomfortable being naked, you're uncomfortable with your husband seeing you with the lights on, with no clothes on, then forcing that issue is not going to help. That needs to be dealt with and worked out before you move toward maybe, hey, let's have sex with the lights on today. Uh, you need to make sure both of you are comfortable with everything that is happening. And it is really helpful to have a stop word. Now that might literally just be the word stop. I'm done. Um, but that often is something when you're in the moment that actually feels really awkward to try to stop the moment. You feel guilty or... Um, you feel like you're letting them down. You know, we, we start to question ourselves and sometimes we kind of push through even when we have changed our mind and something's going on where we want to stop. So don't wait and have that conversation in the heat of the moment. That probably will not go very well. <laughs> but have these conversations ahead of time. Plan a date night to talk about, hey, honey, I want to spice up our marriage. I want us to have sex more often. I want us to enjoy it more. But... Uh, there's a few things I'm struggling with that we need to work on together. You know, make it a conversation. If you don't feel ready to do that, pray about it, write it out, you know, come up with some wording that you're comfortable with, and you might need to seek some help from maybe a marriage counselor, maybe just a session or two to kind of prep for, I don't know how to talk about this with my husband. But whatever needs to happen, you need to make sure that both of you are comfortable and already in the know ahead of time about what is and is not going to be a part of the intimacy in your marriage. And that can change over time, um, but you never want to move forward just because someone might want something if the other person is not quite feeling ready for it. And then my last tip here, I've already touched on this a little bit, 
Uh, But tip number nine, talk about your sex life on a regular basis. Now, I don't mean talk about it with your girlfriends. I don't mean talk about it with your mom. I mean talk about it with your husband. And using the words, there now, there obviously are a lot of words you could use that are vulgar. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> talk about each other, each other's body parts or um, the different things that you do that you really enjoy. Now, you can make this a sexy time conversation with the mood lighting and all the things. Or you could make this a, like, Today, we're going to talk about the budget and we're going to talk about our sex life. It could be as boring or as sexy as you want. The thing is, the more that you actually are talking about it with your husband, you're looking each other in the eye, you're talking about your bodies, you're talking about your intimacy, the things you like, the things you love, maybe the things you want to change. This is an important part of your marriage. And if you're not talking about it, you're really missing an opportunity to connect with each other. And like I've already mentioned, um, this might feel really awkward at the beginning. I'm certainly not going to pretend it doesn't start that way. But if this is a regular conversation, it becomes a part of the foreplay. It becomes something that you can enjoy because it helps you connect. It helps you know each other better. And it's ultimately it's preparation to enjoy that actual act of marriage more fully because you know you know what he likes and he knows what you like. You know what works for each other. So just like you have to have conversations about your budget and just like you have to have conversations about chores in the household, you need to be having conversations about sex. And I fully realize I am probably a lot more comfortable having these conversations because I have them with strangers to a degree. I mean, not strangers, really clients, you know, people you work with. Uh, but I've done a lot of work talking about sex Even in this episode, I've said that word, I mean, I haven't counted, I don't know, a hundred times, many, many, many times. That might be making you feel a little uncomfortable. And I'm okay with that because it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But the really important thing is not that you can talk about it with me, not that you can listen to a podcast and suddenly feel more and more comfortable with the word. The important thing is you can sit down with your husband You can hold hands, you can look each other in the eye, and you can talk about this really important part of your marriage. And my friends, those are my nine tips for us today. Nine tips to make sure that your marriage has amazing intimacy in the bedroom. So let me review them real quick, and then we will wrap things up today and look forward to the upcoming two weeks talking about communication and talking about forgiveness Tip number one, schedule sex. Make sure that you are making time for it. Step, step number two, huh? Tip number two, be willing to spend a little bit money, a little bit of money to have fun, to do something different, to actually enjoy and invest in your sex life. Tip three, get your head on straight and deal with any negative thinking that you might currently have about sex, about your husband, about yourself, your body, whatever it might be. If it's a negative thought in your head, it's going to negatively impact your enjoyment of the relationship. Tip number four, touch each other during the day. Think about each other during the day. Get those sexy daydreams going on about the person you are meant to daydream about. Tip number five, have a secret sex phrase that you can say innocently in a conversation, but you both know what it means. Tip number six, include some visual fun in your marriage. Tip number seven, protect your bedroom time. Don't have a TV. 
Don't let a lot of technology or stress or arguing fill up your bedroom space and that atmosphere. Tip number eight, have ground rules so that you know you are both comfortable with everything that's happening. And tip number nine, talk about your sex life with your husband on a regular basis. So friends, I would love to know, I would love to know what tips on here are maybe like an aha moment for you, something that you're going to try, something that you're excited about. I do not need all the details, but it's always helpful to know how God is using these conversations to build our family lives, to build great marriages, to help us love motherhood, to help us find peace and purpose in our days and all the craziness that happens. And so I would love to hear from you any questions you have, other ideas that you have. How is God using all of this to build your marriage into not only the most healthy and holy place, but also the most fun and fulfilling place in your life? And that is all I've got for today. Don't forget that Sheila Ray Gregoire has some wonderful resources if you really want to go deeper into improving or changing the physical intimacy in your marriage. You can get all of that as well as many other resources, other episodes that are related to this, um, our devotionals for marriage, all the things. You can find them online at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 064. My friends, that is all I've got for you today. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure to hit that follow button so it pops right up in your library and you can check back in with us for our upcoming two weeks in this little marriage-centered mini-series. And if you haven't yet left a written review for this podcast, I would love it. I would love to see those five stars and hear your feedback and know how God is using this. So, Uh, Whatever app you're using, some apps don't let you leave a review. That's silly, but whatever. You can go on the Facebook page (laughs) and leave a review. Uh, But that is a great way to not only encourage me personally, but to help us grow the audience, to help more and more women connect with the Love Your People Well ministry. We are approaching 10,000 downloads, which is amazing. And in just a few months, we'll hit our one-year anniversary. And you can be a part of that by leaving a written review and, uh, and telling everybody what you enjoy, what you're getting out of this podcast. But friends, that is all I have for you today. We will be back on Friday uh, with our little bonus Friday faith follow-up episode to talk about why, why does God care? Why does God care about the purity and the enjoyment of your sex life, of what your marriage's physical intimacy looks like? That will be a fun little conversation. So definitely check back in on Friday. And then next week, we will tackle the topic of communication. All right, friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Love Your People Well.